Attention, bobsled riders! You will soon be embarking on a thrilling podcast down the icy slopes of the Matterhorn. So please remain seated, keeping your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside the bobsled at all times. Op Wiedersehen! Welcome back, Matterhorn Yodlers. Yodels. Yodel. I am Japheth. And I'm here with... Jackie. And... Peter. And we are the Matterhorn Yodlers. <laughs> and we are doing... Happy Easter, everyone. An Easter-themed Easter. episode. So, within the Pixar movies... They are notorious for Easter eggs. The dyed ones, right? Where they, mm-hmm. Where they use the crayon the to crayon. do these colorations and break it up. They That's are it. very good at that. <laughs> what they do. Oh, yeah. Put those Russian ones to shame. <laughs> um, no, we are here talking about hidden little Easter eggs that they place from different movies into current movies or... Um, Easter eggs from future movies, introducing characters in the slightest one-frame moment, and people and fans are finding them, and we are here to share some of the ones we found. Yeah, this was kind of a fun, it was a fun, fun thing because, like, I, that was one thing I always enjoyed about Pixar films are those little hidden details. You know, like when I watched Soul and seeing, you know, the Hall of Everything having. Everything in there, you know what I mean? Like, just just all the other, you know, the little the little secrets are, are kind of always fun. Especially, you know, when you're in the know. When you know that they're there, it's kind of cool to be like, oh, there's the pizza truck. There's this, there's that. And we want to share some of those, because you might see them, and there might be some that you're like, oh, I've seen it, but I don't know what the story is behind it. Yes. And so I've divvied up the movies and... Everyone's going to have a different style of how they want to present the information or how much. Um, but we're just going to take you on a ride of, of some cool things that we found that we want to share with you. And yes, we did homework. And yes, we did copy and paste. So Wikipedia Wait, you, is our friend. You didn't have a site page? I didn't yet? watch all of these movies beforehand and no. analyze frame by frame. No, I did not do that. I rely on the internet <laughs> fans to do that. Um, our, I do. Our English teachers would be so mad at I us. I did not have to run my homework <laughs> through a site to prove it's not plagiarized because it is it's 100% plagiarized. <laughs> I did not find all this. Um, kudos to EEG. GS.com or eeggs.com and Screen Rants. I'm just putting that out there because I'm going to be reading verbatim some of them because they've just they did it well. And and so let me start off with Good Dinosaur because if you listen That's our to our favorite movie. That if you listen to our, <laughs> our ranked Pixar films, I'm just gonna get it out of the way. And this one's kinda harder because it's a movie that takes place with dinosaurs and some of the Easter eggs they put in come from our times and so it's like how did they do it so the first one i like to bring up is pizza planet truck and this one's famous because it's in every film but one right yes one's the incredibles. incredibles and that's because the director was not in the know of like hey you need to put this in here yeah but yes so it is reported that the pizza plant truck like how where are they going to put a pizza planet truck in a dinosaur movie and it's an asteroid at the very beginning 
So it's in the shape of it. So keep your eyes open for that one time you are forced to watch Good Dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another uh, very popular one that's done within the um, Pixar films is A113. Yes. And so what's the story behind that, Peter? Like, what is A113 and why is it important? A113 is a classroom at Cal Arts where a lot of people who study animation uh, and movie making, things like that, went to, actually were in this classroom. So, like, a lot of legends in terms of animation and movies and things like that, they all went to Cal Arts and went to this classroom, and you can see this reference not just in Pixar movies, but in movies and TV shows and cartoon shows from different studios. Like, it is a... A113 is a very common Easter egg, not just in the Pixar realm, but in the movie realm in general. So So you're going to hear the Pizza Planet reference, the A113, and also... um, the Luxo Junior Ball. Yeah. So that's the ball where it's got the blue outline, the yellow, and the red star in there. Yes. Or the lamp. You'll see that as well. Uh, so we'll mention those. And it's fun just to look. Those are pretty consistent where you can look for those and yes. and be like, oh, I found it. It's kind of like bingo when you're watching a <laughs> Pixar film. Yes, it, it, it really is. Sometimes with these Pixar films, it is like a game of bingo, where you're like, oh, I saw the A113, I saw Luxo, I saw the ball, I saw... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a summer activity you can do with your kids. <laughs> Pixar Sit here and watch boobies and point out all the Easter eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something I would do. <laughs> so, and going back to the good dinosaur, A113, you're like, where am I going to put it? And so you'll see them very subtle, and the little enclosure... Um, there is a stick fence, and you'll see sticks that form A113. And you're like, wow. And somebody put a picture online, it's like, yeah, it's right there. I see it. So these are that's how subtle these are. Um, there is a character called Forrest Woodbush, and he's the one, the Stratosaurus, I don't know. He's got the horns and all this. He has all the stuff. He has all the animals and pet collections there. He is, I think it's a he. Well, I don't know. The dinosaur yes. is in Inside Out. And mm. it's, it's a memory of, like, what was the character's name in Inside Out? Riley. Yeah. Mm. And her family go and they show this. And I'm like, oh, there it is. It's It was kind of cool. Like, they were, this poor movie that had been struggling got an Easter egg from another movie That's right. in there. Uh what is another? So there's a reference to Jaws the movie in this movie. Uh, Arlo's friends sits around the campfire and share old war stories about how they received their respective scars. This is a reference to the movie Jaws. So it's kind of cool they bring in different uh, movie quotes in there. Uh, there's a scene involving cattle thieves and a T-Rex swoops in from off camera and grabs the animals in its massive mouth. And this is kind of like a shot-for-shot shot scene from Jurassic Park where the T-Rex saves the group and, uh, from the Velociraptors when it comes in. At the very the, end of the, the movie. very end of the movie. And so I was like, oh, okay, they're pulling in uh, some Spielberg right there. So I'm going to go on to Cars the movie. So there's three movies. Is it three Cars movies? Three. Three wow. car movies. We, wow. We, we'd like to forget about the second one as well, but... Yes. <laughs> yes. 
So our beloved character Mater, what's his license plate say? A one one three. So it's go. there. Um, there's the train. It's got A one one three on there. Um, one that I really like in the movie was there's the character Doc, and he's kind of the mentor for Lightning Queen. And on his license plate it says fifty one HHMD, and that's because Doc is a fifty one Hudson Hornet. Um, and MD is supposed to be Doc. And so that's the way they kind of put his name and his stamp on that license plate. So I kind of thought that was pretty cool. Um, so there's this weird scene where they have three jets that are flying into the race. And if you look, they have a satellite image. And it's of the campus of Pixar in the <laughs> film. I was like, wow, that's kind of... Really? Yeah, okay. so they'll, like, they'll infuse the overall city in there. They like to to put themselves in their movies, that's for sure. Yeah, they'll use streets. Yes. On yes. the campus in there. Uh, so there's a buzz. There's a, a, a Toy Story reference to where in the opening race scene, there's a blue car, and they're changing the tires uh, in the pit, and on the tires says, Sector 4 Gamma Quadrant. Oh, wow. And that is, you know, the Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, that's where he's from. Uh, so I thought I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Or they, I, they I thought you were going to go a different direction. I thought you were saying a different one. Oh, really? Which one were you thinking? The Lightyear tires. Or the Lightyear's tires. Well, this, this is a brand of tires in the Cars world. You see it on the blimp. It says Lightyear mm-hmm. on the blimp. Oh, so, okay. And so it's like Goodyear, but Lightyear. Yeah. So. And then there's Lightning McQueen. His dream sponsor is Dynaco. Yep, Dynaco, which yes. has its origins uh, to Toy Story. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, it finally makes, when Lightning finally makes it to the race in California, look at the vehicle and the race platform while the announcer cars are talking. On the left side, you'll see the Pizza Planet truck. He's got a name. Todd. Todd? I didn't know. He's oh. got a name. His name is Todd. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I totally knew that at the top of my head. It's like, wow, these guys are to a whole other level. So I've got an E.T. reference where in the scene where Mater is using his rearview mirror, to show lightning that he can drive backwards. you got to look closely and you'll see Mater run in the forest with his caution lights on. And Mater jumps backwards and pauses the moment in the, um, where the moon's just like E.T. And so it's like, oh, it's a little Spielberg montage right there. Well, uh, um, I think they did because um, which Lucasfilms, which was owned, used to own Pixar before it was bought by Disney. Was that right? Or They helped start it. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like they, this they like, kinda, small like, pet like project. Lucas, Lucas kind of helped fund it a little bit. Like They kind of helped Pixar at the beginning. Um, yeah, it then, was... Pixar started out a part of Lucasfilm in 1979. Yeah. Um, and then Steve, Apple... Steve Jobs came in and... Helped finance it. Yes. I got some money. Yeah, he, he came in... Honestly, like, he saved Pixar. Yes. And you'll hear the Macintosh classic, like, Throughout turn that. on. That is, it's, it's, like, it's an Easter egg. You you see you see Apple products in a lot of different uh, Pixar movies. Mm-hmm. You'll hear sounds, you'll see products, you'll just, you know, Andy has iTunes up on his computer in one scene, you know. Oh, like, he did? Oh, yeah. Okay, I didn't, mm-hmm. over my head yep. on that one. 
and so in light, there's one where there's a Tom Hanks was asked to voice uh, a car. It's a very small role. Uh, Lightning McQueen meets Woody Carr in Radiator Springs, and he's also, uh, we all know the first movie of Pixar was Toy Story, and it's voiced by Tom Hanks. Yeah. Was it that the the uh, end credit scene where they're showing the drive-in movie and it's the Toy Story cars? I'm not sure. So you are a toy car. You are a stra- sad, strange <laughs> spaceship. <laughs> Probably. It's a Woody car. I can see that. I totally forgot about that yeah, scene right yeah. there. So we move on to Cars 2. Um, Pizza Planet car shows up twice. Uh, it's there when they're entering the London race. He's popping in. Um, it also appears... Uh, let's see, the Pizza Plant truck appears again when Lightning McQueen is racing in Radiator Springs Grand Prix event. It is in the background, up close for a split second. Background, up close. Um, A113 is shown on an airplane on the trailer. You will notice that the A113 is painted on the back fin of the plane. And so, um, here's a fun one. You learned John Lasseter's birthday from uh, Mater's um, passport. His birthday is January 12th, 1957. So then, um, okay. I was like, oh, let's go. Gotta throw that in there. Why not? Um, yeah, I didn't really have too much um, for uh, Cars 2. Cars 3, got the pizza plant truck. It's one of the competitors in the Demolition Derby. That was fun. Yeah. You see the BNL logo from Wally, and on the track on the racing stadium, it appears in the credits in the Car Three bumper sticker. I see the famous ball uh, appears on an illustration on one of the trucks in the Demolition Derby, uh, the number eighty-six on it, which is a reference to the year uh, when Pixar was founded as its own company. Yep. Uh, Steve Jobs was the oh, I don't do it to die. Coco's small Mexican town uh, was setting an appearance on a TV in the training center, uh, and the guitar is visible during a during the waitress sweet tea performance. So in the Sleepwell Motel that you see in there, um, you will see a TV special there uh, advertising. Uh, you'll see the Toy Story of Terror. And that's a little, like, clip. Yes. With Bonnie and her mother forced to spend the night in the motel after the car blows a tire. Uh, and then you'll see the triple dent gum. Triple dent gum. Common gum in Pixar movies. Yes, and where's the origin or where... Oh, that comes from Inside Out. Inside Out, that's because what... it's got that jingle, that noise... All of the characters <laughs> yes. in that movie. It's like, oh, look at this beauty. You know, let's send it back to headquarters and like triple dead gum. And they're like, ah, I hate that anger. Song. He's like, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> so you see that as one of the advertisements on Lightning like, McQueen's uh, Rivals. I think it's on the light blue color number 31. So let's go to Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Uh, there's some really fun ones on this one. So you got the Pizza Planet truck. It's spotted, like, it's blurry. It's going over a French or Parisian bridge in the background. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
8113, it's on the little tag of the rat that's like the big buff rat that's like basically bullies Remy into giving him the food after his friend like brings them all there. So you gotta look in the little tag and you'll see the little 8113 there. Uh, there's a Incredibles reference. And I thought this one was really cool. The Mimi or the Mime Voyage. And he's the Bomb Voyage character. Bon voyage. So you'll see him in the background being a mime uh, <laughs> when Colette and Linguini are spending some quality time while he's roller skating through the streets of Paris. Uh, so I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, he's there. And you just see him, like, being a mime. Um, it's so incredible. <laughs> <laughs> and so. Uh, Doug, he makes an appearance in the film. He's in the background. You said you've seen him. He's got a shadow. Yeah, you see his shadow. It's towards the beginning when um, he's trying to climb out of the sewer. He's Remy's, on the run. He's he's coming out of the sewer into Paris, and he's like running into buildings. And so like you'll hear a dog bark. He'll look, and you'll see a shadow, a silhouette of a dog, which is Doug from Up. Yeah, yeah. and it's. I thought that was pretty cool, like, where they, like, infuse it, because Up came after... After, after Ratatouille. Um, John Ratzenberger, I didn't mention this, but he is well-known for being Ham in Toy Story, and he is in every single Pixar film, right? Correct. Uh, yes. It's said uh, that um, John Lasseter calls him uh, Pixar's good luck charm. Yeah. The lucky rabbits. So that's, he's he's literally. That's a good career like comfort of like. You sit at a bar and you're at Cheers and then you get all like, oh, work at Pixar too, you know. You're gonna you're gonna be in every single Pixar movie today. I learned he was one of the stormtroopers in Star Wars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just like that just came out recently. He's like, oh, I was there. And you're like, what? I think he just loves being in those cameos. It's just. An easy I think he likes job. working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's definitely part of it. Uh, so he's in the film, Ratatouille. He, he's more noticeable. He plays the waiter, Mustafa, that's freaking out. Uh, you'll hear his voice. They love it! <laughs> uh, you'll see some of the, the producers in there. They have like little things that they've inputted there. And I thought these were really cool. So there's a, a Lasseter uh, Cabernet Sauvignon is uh, named after John Lasseter, or they have the Chateau Bird campaign named after the director, Brad Bird, or Chateau, Chateau Jessup uh, Palak Modo. I got man, my French I guess is it's bad. easy to French up some of these, uh, these, these, these names, names to turn them into wine. Named after the designer Harley Jessup, you have Colette's Ride, the Callahan brand, named after Sharon Callahan, the director of photography. And so they, they just infuse all these different things. Uh, the the Bradford mixer in the kitchen is named after after Brad Lewis. It's just the little details, and that's what makes it so fun. Like, when you hear it, you're like, wow, they, like, they really love what they're doing. Some of those details are definitely not necessarily meant for the common audience, but for those people that spent years working on this film. It, it takes, like, three years to do these things. Three to six years, from my understanding. It was like three to six. At least that's It's a I good mean. dinosaur. It takes like a decade to try and salvage right, it. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, what was it? I was at D23 um, convention, and they had uh, various directors from Pixar, and they talked about Bray and how originally it was supposed to be in the snow. 
And is there any snow in that film? No. Zero. So imagine on there, you've been, they said they spent a year trying to get the snow in this film, and they're like, you know what? It's going to be in spring. Can you imagine a year's worth of work and like, no, we're not going to use it. But eventually, what was learned with that? They used in Frozen, and so there's a lot of interchanging right there. There's a lot of those moments where, like, moments where Pixar's almost had to start over on projects, you know, yes. like one of the famous ones is uh, Toy Story 2 was almost complete, was deleted from the servers oh, at gosh. Pixar, oh. and it was saved because a worker who was on uh, leave because she just had a baby had everything backed up on her computer at home, and that's how Toy Story 2 was saved, because somebody saved the work at home. Oh my goodness. While they were taking care of their baby. And otherwise, Toy Story 2 would have delayed another probably couple of years. Like that, they literally lost everything. I'm sure they learned from that one. <laughs> to back back off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez, Jackie. <laughs> um. So we're moving on to Wally. Wally is one of my favorite movies for Pixar. It's just love the love story between. It's a great story. Wally. It's fun. I can do a love story with like hardly any talking. Hardly any talking. Yeah. They're just saying their name. Wally. You know, it's just it's so cute. Uh, Pizza Planet. Uh, it's there. It's very prominent. It's part yeah. of the the mountains of garbage. You get seen in there. Uh, A113 is in the movie. Again, it's very prominent. You'll see the auto eye show it once Evie comes back to the ship with the planet. It's like, boom, it's right in your face. Um, you'll see Skinner Scooter. That is from Ratatouille. It's in the trash pile. A lot of things are in the trash. That's pretty yeah, easy. It was wow. a very easy place to hide it inside of Wally's little house of collectibles. You'll see Rex Ham in the piggy bank and Baby Face. There in there, um, you also see uh, a doll that kind of looks like uh, it's got one eye green monster in there in the back. So Pixar likes areas like you mentioned in Soul where they have all of everything. They can hide it in there. They will. Like, yep. They, they threw yeah, it all Rex, in there. Rex one. is in there. Um. Uh, there's a reference in Pit Wally with people mover. You see the yep. people like. Rolling around, <laughs> and you're like, yes, please bring it back to Disneyland. We're mm -hmm. ready for it. We're ready for that. They give you, like, your Dole Whip. They just stick it in your mouth, and you're like, oh, thank you. Dole Whip in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we're going on to The Incredibles. Like I mentioned before, no pizza plane truck. Nope. Because Brad Bird, he was like, no. He didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't know at the time. He was new to the group, and... and it's not like your job's like, all right, guys, where where should I put the Easter eggs? Right. You're just like, I just got a job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Pixar Streets, in the very beginning, a robber pulls a gun out and fires at the police. The cops let Mr. Incredible in on the info, and the Incredible points out the exact streets uh, the crooks are on. The streets are located on Pixar Studios. So if you ever get lost, just turn on Incredibles and you'll know where streets you're on. That's right. As <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, Bob and Rick, the government guys, are heading towards the elevator to leave the hospital, a nurse wheel 
uh, bed in front of them with what looks like a small boy. It's the same boy that was used in the scare simulator in Monsters, Inc. Oh. So now I'm like, oh, ah, yeah. Ah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, 8113, uh, when a mirage, the silver hill, uh, excuse me, the silver headed woman on the island informs Bob to go to the conference room. She says, go to conference room A113. Wait, I know that number. It's there. (laughs) Another one, when Helen stretches her neck to the security room, she sees the amount of power allocated. For the different prison cells, looking the grid label A1, and she notes the one with Bob, which is in room 13. So, like, it's just the subtlest little, like, things in there. Um, there is a call sign out there when uh, Helen is attempting to make contact with the control tower. She calls signs India Golf Niner Niner. Uh, and that's a reference to Brad Bird's film, The Iron Giant. Okay. That's cool. So that's the year it came out. I, I always like, like it when they throw in, like, non-Disney or, like... The less outside. obvious. Yeah, the less obvious ones. That was like... But he couldn't do Pizza Planet. I'm kind of bitter that he didn't do it. But we'll throw Iron Giant in there. But <laughs> no Pizza Planet car. Um... Luxo Ball Jr. Uh, is there with Jack Jack when he's playing. So that was kind of an easy one that they threw in there. Um, and now the last one I've got, uh, thanks to ScreenCrush.com. They're not sponsored, but I stole from them. <laughs> um, the Underminer returns, and that is, lo and behold, our favorite actor, voice actor, John Ratzenberger. Um uh, the painting in Elastigirl's hotel room. Look closely in the background during the scene. Like I'll look at the painting in the background of it. Um, you'll see Helen and have a phone conversation where she stopped the hover train hanging over the bed in her hotel room. Is the painting that's white with red geometric shapes. There are four on the left and one on the right. And they're supposed to be her family. And oh, she's the one okay. in the middle. I was like, oh, family. Aww. <laughs> There was a dialogue nod to Ghostbusters in the film. Helen thinks she's caught the screen uh, slaver, but something feels off about the whole thing. It was way too easy, and the guy she caught was a pizza delivery guy, not a scientific genius to convince her she's imagining these things. Ellen Devener notes that Einstein was a patent clerk. It's almost an exact duplicate of the famous line, and Ghostbusters. When Peter Bakeman is trying to convince Ray Stans they uh, will be okay without funding from the Columbia. And I was like, oh, you know me, I love Ghostbusters. And, you do. And, uh, so does my son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> Pizza Planet Truck, um, it's there, and it's period accurate design. I didn't know, like, The Incredibles was taking place in, like, the 60s. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. So I was like, a little bit of like uh, information that like will feed into the conspiracies of all of this. And we'll oh, get yeah. into that. Yeah, we'll talk about the cons- small ones did you find? What kind of Easter eggs did you find on your hunt? So we kind of briefly talked about it, but so in Monsters, Inc., 
there was an Easter egg, um, and it is where Mike's looking at a magazine, and on that ma which is similar to Apple's slogan, which is Think Different. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like a, you know, a thank you towards Apple. Um, and then... Oh, and then in Monster Sync, you probably noticed, like, there's a lot of phone numbers in that series, and they all begin with 555 because they don't want to accidentally put someone's They don't want people getting number. harassed by the phone numbers. Um, but there is one uh, phone number uh, during the, um, where flashes the, uh, it's uh, the number towards Pixar, so the general number, so it's like the 510... Seven five two three zero zero zero. So that number is what again? That is uh, Pixar's main number. Like their phone number? Yeah. So you can call it and you'll have Pixar's phone number? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's dangerous. Well, it's probably just the general like customer service number. It's like when you pick up the phone and you can have talk to Goofy when you're at the resort at Disneyland. Yep. Um, and then I have some from Up... Um, so, on one of the badges on, like the police? Sorry. Like the care workers? No, 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 the badges, uh, like scout badges on Russell's. Oh, okay. I couldn't think of Russell's name. Uh, on Russell's thing, there was one with a burger with a candle in it. And I thought this was interesting. So uh, there is a old school bakery restaurant in Oakland where the directors would go to often to build the movie up story. And at this restaurant, they would serve a birthday cake that is a burger. And they thought it was so funny that they made a burger cake. Um, and so they would bring it to, like, um, you know, to the crew every once in a while, and so they threw it into the movie. Wow. It's just a little merit badge. Yeah. Makes, just just a has a little story. Badge. Yeah. It'd be and, funny, you like, got a director in the same room, and they're like, what does this mean? It's like, it's just a merit badge, all right? Not everything has a story, but that one does. <laughs> but this one is this, this one's that. So be ridiculous. Don't be ridiculous. That's just... A camping That's garbage. just garbage, all right? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Pete Doctors, which is the... Um, he's a director at Pixar, right? Um, so the his daughter, Ellie, was the concept of the Ellie in Up. Mm -hmm. um, and she was the voice of Up. So his daughter was the voice of Up. And... There's some, like, pictures that they drew of the house, um, like, in Cran and stuff when they were younger, and she actually drew those pictures. So, it was just a really sweet thing to include his daughter in the movie. I thought that was really sweet. Um, and Finding Nemo, among, uh, in the dentist's office, you see Buzz Lightyear. Where was Buzz? He is with all the. He's in a pile toys. of toys on the side. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. And then in the dentist's office, the boy, there's a boy in the waiting room, 
and he's reading a comic book of the Mr. Incredible. Oh. And he's in his old time Mr. Incredible costume. The blue costume. Yep. Um, which that wasn't going to be released until the following year. So that was the Easter egg. The to, future Easter egg. The future Those one. are great. The ones that you don't know are Easter eggs until after the next movie comes out. Yes. Um, and then all, all the turtle shells in that movie are have different designs on them to represent different Hawaiian shirts. Oh, for John Lasseter. Yeah. I just thought that was so cool. For those that don't know, John Lasseter was known to always be sporting a Hawaiian t-shirt. I remember doing, shirt. like, showing, like, a Cribs episode of oh. his house, and they showed his closet, and they were just... Just all Hawaiian just shirts. Like hundreds of Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. Yeah. So, that one was really cool, and if you look at images, they, they all have, like, different flower designs on them, and it's just fun. Um, and then in Brave... In the witch's uh, area, when she's a woodmaker, ray, you can see Sully in the shop. Okay. Which adds to the Pixar theory. But we'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> and then there is a reference to... Um, so the witch throws a newt in her cauldron um, when making a potion, and... It bursts into blue smoke and snowflake, which was a likely reference to a Pixar movie that was canceled. Yep. Called Newt. Newt. That was going to be the name of the movie. There was one in uh, Toy Story 3 as well. Yeah. Hmm. So that was a future Easter Rotting egg. Yeah. Easter eggs that didn't come into fruition. I think what happened was uh, another studio was doing a similar sort of movie. That was going to be coming up at the same time. And so they're like, eh, we're not going to do this. Yeah, you got to be really confident in your story. That happens when you have head-to-head -head stories with companies like that. or, or It's like when Bugs, Bugs Life and Ants, Ants came out. It's like those movies came out the same year. Yeah. Yeah, and then you get the B film. Yeah. <laughs> B film. The B, <laughs> yeah. B movie, yeah. The Seinfeld. <laughs> Alright, so I've got Onward, which there were some cool Easter eggs I found. You know, and I'm looking back on Onward, and I don't remember any of the Easter eggs, really, from that. So, what did you find? So, Onward has, like, you know, it's old-time, kind of mystical entry, right? Explaining the history of this world. And it was... Um, influenced by Lord of the Rings. Okay. No way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, yep, so then, uh, there's also a shop called Burger Shire, and they serve second breakfast, which is another, uh, two, like, to Lord of the Rings. Boy, I haven't watched Lord of the Rings, I don't get any of these references. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like when the hobbits are like, what about second breakfast? Yeah. No, I saw it once at the theater and it's like, didn't, didn't work for me. Mm. Um, and then also in Brave, the calendar in Ian's room has a picture of the woods from Brave. Um, mm. And then Barley's map refers to Brave Wilderness. Okay. 
Um, I haven't seen too many Easter eggs about Brave in the other films. Yeah. Um, oh, and then when you go to the Manticore Tavern, if you, it's very brief, but if you look in the kitchen, Remy's in there cooking. Remy's in the kitchen cooking. There we go. Yeah, he left Paris to go. To another planet. To another <laughs> mystical world, yes. And then, of course, Chris Pratt played Barley in the movie Onward. Um, and he wears a couple of badges that call out his connections to the MCU universe. The the Marvel <laughs> comic universe. So he's got the Infinity Gauntlet stitched into the fabric of his jacket. Um, and uh, he also wears a Hydra badge as well. I didn't notice the Hydra badge. Yep. Um... Those are kind of the, some of the ones in Onward. I just thought that was cool. Those are kind of small little details that you just miss. Because you're so focused on the story. And yes. So that, and it forces you, once you hear that there's these little things in there, to go back and watch them again. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, like, even the stuff, like, that, like, has been discovered, honestly, I feel like those are just the tip of the iceberg. I feel like there's tons of things that nobody else has really noticed or even really understands in terms of those. And Easter the thing eggs. is, there's Easter eggs that only like directors will know or yep. understand. Inside jokes about production uh, stories and things like that. Yep. So in the movie Soul, there were some Easter eggs. Um, one was when Joe falls down the manhole. Um, a construction van parked nearby has a logo called Retlaw. Which is backwards is Walters, um, spelled backwards, which was the name of the company Walt Disney created to own and operate Disneyland Railroads, Mark Twain Steamboat, and the Monorail. So Pete is a huge Disneyland fan. Hmm. Yes, he is. He's, he's actually done some work for the theme parks, too, yeah. which I'll, I'll get into. <laughs> and then in New York City, um, there's like littered with like a bunch of stickers on like mailboxes and whatnot. And throughout the film, one of the stickers is the BNL logo from Wally. Mm -hmm. And then others referring to um, some Pixar shorts. It's always so, it's crazy how it all works. Yeah. So I have a few. Um, you know, I kind of want to go to some of the more obscure references. Because, I mean, I, I have the Toy Story ones. And so the Toy Story ones, they're in all the movies. You yeah, know, yeah. like, most of the Easter eggs originate from Toy Story. So, like, the Pizza Planet truck that all goes back. The first Toy Story, when Woody and Buzz sneak onto a Pizza Planet truck to go to Pizza Planet to to, to make it back home. So, like... A lot of the Easter eggs that we've talked about have their origins with, with uh, Toy Story in general. But some of them, some of them are uh, more um, subtle, subtle like little subtle and throwbacks to other references. For example, like the first Toy Story can't really reference too many other Pixar projects because honestly, 
At that time, that was the only project they were focused on because they were making the first computer animated movie. Um, so, for example, in the first movie, uh, in Toy Story, Sid traps Woody, like he's uh, he's he wraps in a crate. Yeah, so he wraps Buzz up to a rocket, and uh, he grabs a crate that Woody's hiding in. And he sticks a toolbox on top of it, which that toolbox has a brand, which is Binford Tools. And those who have existed in the 90s know exactly what Binford Tools is. What has existed? I mean, you watch television. You watch television. <laughs> you don't exist unless you watch television. <laughs> which was a reference to the show Home Improvement, which the star... Huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah, Tim Allen was the star of... Uh, where he had a where he had a show Tool Time, which was sponsored by Binford Tools. So that was a cool reference to at that time, because in '95 or before '95, no. Home Improvement was a, was in its prime. Yeah, um, and, very popular. And it was also an ABC product, so it was easy for them to throw it in. Yes, absolutely. And obviously, you know, Sid talks. You know. He, he kind of does a little Star Wars reference when he's, like, interrogating uh, Woody. He's all like, what does he say? He says, um, he's like, where's your rebel base? <laughs> and, and things like that. Um, he has a laser, and so he's got a little subtle Star Wars reference. They also reference, they, they tie that to um, GoldenEye and things like that. So, um yeah, there's there's fun things like that. Like for example, in Toy Story two, one thing I didn't know until doing the research is that they threw a line in from the this is eighties, maybe even seventies movie Airplane. I think it's eighties, eighties. It's eighties. Um, where when they get to the airport, you hear over the announcement, which now that I think about it, is a funny line. But you hear in the announcement, the red zone is for unloading and loading, and the white zone is a no stop zone, which obviously. <laughs> If you go to an airport, it's the exact opposite. So that's a fun little <laughs> reference to an 80s movie here. Um, there are lots of references through Toy Story, like Andy's room in Toy Story 3 is filled with Easter eggs for future Pixar films. Like right, right after Toy Story 3 came out was Cars 2. So there's a lot of car posters up on his wall and things like that. Um, there's a map of the USA that has uh, little pins in it, which are the hometowns of some of the head uh, animators for oh. Pixar. I love um, me a good map. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, one that I thought was interesting, not necessarily it's a possible Easter egg, hasn't really been confirmed, but in the first Toy Story, you uh, when they're listening for Andy's birthday party, his present, you know, they show an angle of, uh, I think it's Woody looking up, and you see a pink teddy bear there. And they say that is a supposed reference to Lotso that comes later in Toy Story 3. Wow. Um, Interesting. Lotso Huggerberg. Smells like strawberry. Like <laughs> so Andy could have had a Lotso. Um, Maybe Lotso was donated. Ooh. Well, we already know a Lotso story. Oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they kind of go over that one. Different Lotso. Mm. Um, in Toy Story 2, the whole intro scene 
the whole cool intro scene with Buzz flying to the alien planet, and he lands. Well, that area is from a Bugs Land, from Bugs Life. Sorry, Bugs Life. You know, the whole tree on the island, and they're in the little dry riverbed. That's that's literally like this, the setting for a Bugs Life. Oh wow! Hmm. Totally like. Which over. they even use the same tree later on in the movie. When Jessie's having her little uh, "When She Loved Me" scene, uh, hey, copy and paste. That's right? it, copy and paste. There's no shame in that, right? <laughs> um, there's also uh, scenes in Toy Story Four. You know, we've got the the antique store. Every Easter egg under the sun in there. It's like, easy to right put them in there. Like I can, I can, I can, I can easily tell you like fifty Easter eggs. John Lasseter's boxers are in that like shop. Right, right. So like, it, it, they aren't. I'm so, joking. Like, they're not in there. The two that I, I always thought were these were a bit more obvious, but I liked them a lot. One was you got to see the tin toy. Do you guys know who the tin? What the tin toy yes. is? Okay, He's so you know. Lego. So the so the tin toy is one of Pixar's first shorts that they made. Uh, because at the time they didn't, they struggled with doing human figures, and if you watch this, you can tell because the baby looks like a monster. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> scary looking. Uh, but it, it, the but they could do toys really well, which is why they made Toy Story first because they they could do toys really easily. Uh, but it's one of the first shorts where a baby's chasing this little tin toy and it's oh, trying to get away from this. the baby. Right. So you see him. Uh, open the the door to the pinball machine that Bo is meeting all the abandoned toys inside the pinball machine. Um, another one is a, a reference to the old Mickey Mouse phones. Yep. You know the ones where he's, he's Mickey holding. Mouse is yes. holding the phone with his hand while Woody does the same thing uh, to hide in plain sight when uh, a guest hears noises in the background. So. A little fun references there. Um, they do have a reference to Onward in Toy Story 4, where uh, one of the blow-up castles um, has uh, the Guinevere painting on the side of it, the unicorn. Oh, cool. Yeah, right? Um, lots of little references in the fair. They have uh, Miguel or uh, Miguel's uh, guitar as one of the prizes, the little uh, skeleton guitar. Yeah. Um, it's easier to stick that guitar in there. Right, 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 right. Supposed to stick in like the skeleton of the ants <laughs> in there, <laughs> or a colorful jaguar with wings. <laughs> so, um, I did want to talk about a couple of them um, that tie to theme parks. Cool, because okay. we talk about theme parks all the time here. We love theme parks. Yes, we do. So, for example. Uh, this one is a reference, is an Easter egg in the movie as well in the theme parks, or was a reference in a theme park, was in Bugs Life, you saw A113 on the side of one of the cereal boxes that Flick walks through when he's entering the city. Well, back when Disney's California Adventure had Bugs Land, when you walked through the land, you walked through a cereal box that had... A113, as well as uh, cutouts to Woody's Roundup. So you had Woody's Roundup characters like Woody, Jesse, and Stinky Pete um, in there as well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also, going to Inside Out. Inside Out has a few uh, connections to theme parks, mostly Epcot. Um, 
for example, the director, Pete Doctor, he actually worked on a project at Epcot, uh, a little show that we referenced a little bit before, uh, a throwaway line in one of our previous episodes, was uh, he worked on a show called Cranium Command. Cranium Command. Which is a show about, uh, you know, the brain communicating with other parts of the body, which is all being, you know, characterized by a different person, which is a very similar um, idea to Inside Out, which he directed. So there's obviously a connection in so terms of... he brought of, it back in together. He did. Oh, really right. cool. And then Inside... Get this, inside, inside out. <laughs> wow, Inception! <laughs> um, when you get to Imagination Land, there's a ton of references in Imagination Land. Little details there, but the one I wanted to point out that is theme park based is that you'll see a um, portrait of Figment. And those who do not know who Figment is, which granted probably many people don't, probably know who Figment is, but he is a character that was created for the Epcot theme park for the Imagination Pavilion. Um, he's a little purple dragon uh, that's the Figment of your imagination. He's probably the mascot of Epcot. He's, oh, yeah. become the, he's become the unofficial mascot for Epcot now, even though his attraction now is horrible. Uh, and yes. his, other, his original attraction was really good, but they kind of slaughtered his his other one. But it makes sense. This is part of Dream... Dream... Uh, Dream... Dreamfinder. Dreamfinder. Yeah, yeah, I heard his animatronic body is like on the like, second or third floor of the attraction. But he's working there. He's like, yeah, they still have it. It's kind of creepy seeing him up there. <laughs> so, it makes sense that, you know, we have Figment, the Figment of your imagination in the Imagination Land. So... Seemed appropriate. Kind of, it seemed appropriate. So there's a little subtle references that there's another theme park reference in Inside Out. Okay? This one was a little bit more in your face. So in one of Riley's first dream sequences, she's dreaming about her new home. And there's a very familiar noise or music you hear in the background. Do you know what that is? Was it the Haunted Mansion? It's the Haunted Mansion. I remember going, oh, yeah, there's a Haunted Mansion. You hear that? And then you come play with me, Riley. The dead rat. Yeah. So you get a little bit of Haunted Mansion. So there's a little bit of subtle theme park Easter eggs within the movies. Those are fun. Obviously, you know, in the theme parks, you've got the Toy Story Land in Florida. They've got tons. They've got the Pixar Ball. They've got the A113. They've got, yeah. They've got all of that there. So it's... The one thing that, like, I don't want to, you know, rattle off more of these because, you know, we could be here for years. Yeah, I, I, mm -hmm. it's easy. It's just like, well, there's 20, we'll let one, 22 movies. Yeah. And they just keep going. And then they, more and more Easter eggs keep coming out of the woodwork. And it's when, easier to throw them in when you've got so many cause to for, reference. Because, for example, when one movie comes out, they, they analyze it and they get all the Easter eggs. That's not all the Easter eggs. You're not going to find all those Easter eggs in that movie until the next movie comes out. Because then you're going to be like, oh, they referenced this in the other movie. And Unless this is all part of what? A bigger conspiracy? Oh, the bigger conspiracy theory. So this is something this that's... This is fact. This is fact. No, it's not. It's not. And <laughs> the directors, and I've been, I went to the D23 convention, and they said, this theory is not true. And I say with a question mark, because... 
They like it. They like it. Yes, they like it. It's so what it is. It's is called the Pixar Three, which is kind of like the Pixar Cinematic Universe, where all the movies of Pixar are interconnected. And you can think, how do they do that, man? They did. You you see some of these people, and they do a really good job. There's some very good apologetics to this theory. Yes, yes. <laughs> so. Like, and I'll give you a rough rundown because, like, literally, like, you, we could go movie by movie explaining this theory. But basically, uh, the theory starts all the way with Brave and ends with Brave. And you're like, what? How does it start with Brave and end with Brave? Well, the best way I can describe it as, you know, like, they, they, they talk, it goes into more detail about, like, there's three different type, types, uh, phases the Pixar timeline where there's like, you know, the the machine timeline where, you know, human life has left Earth because they gunked it up and they went into space and so there's only machines. So that was what, when Wally happened, the machines, the cars world happened while <laughs> the humans left, <laughs> things like that. Uh, it actually ends with Monsters, Inc., where humans have actually evolved into monsters and their doors are not necessarily portals to the human realm, but portals to the past. And so they're like on this like side-by-side -side timeline. And so why it ends with Brave and begins with Brave is because that old witch is Boo looking for Sully. Oh my goodness. Because if you watch <laughs> Brave, you see her use a magic door. She uses a door that changes uh, the location of what's going on. So, like, it's it makes her. Me sad inside. She's looking for <laughs> Sully. So, like, that's the whole premise of the Pixar theory. Is it's it's the witch, it's Boo looking for Sully. Oh, and, make you a know, movie out of that, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's, it's, it's fun. There's a lot of people that do a whole lot better detail than what I did, but in a nutshell, that's kind of like... Well, what was the Onward one you were telling us about? Oh, the Onward one, because, you know, because Onward takes place on another planet. The reason why we know that is because there's two suns. Or, okay, there's yeah. th or more moons. I think it's more moons. There's more moons. And so it's like, well, how does that fit into Pixar theory? Because it's not our planet. Well, somebody noticed that the big mountain looks like the Axiom ship from Wally -E. from Wall -E upside down. So they say that the ship crashed on the planet and that's when that society, that world discovered technology. And that's when their world started to become more modernized. So mm -hmm. That, that the was people their... people over, took over. <laughs> that, that's, that, that's when they... Uh, that's how they, they threw in Onward on the Pixar theory. So it's it's fun. It's not real. But it's still fun fan fiction to, to uh, and people imagine. people have done a really good job. Like, if you really want to go down the rabbit's hole, and it's... This would be fun. This was a fun rabbit hole to go down yes. in. It's, but so, I didn't know about it all coming back to Boo. Oh, yeah. And oh, with yeah. the new movie coming out, it just... They have... The apologetics and, have and, to infuse And it the in thing is, somehow. the Easter eggs all make the Pixar theory, like, logical. Because it's all like, see, they've got the comic book there, they've got the the toy there, they've got, you know, like, you, you the reference, the Easter eggs make the theory more fun. 
And so that that's that in a nutshell is the Pixar theory. I would recommend uh, they got the Super Carlin Brothers. They do a really good job of explaining the Pixar theory. And they're on YouTube. They're on YouTube. Uh, they you know they do a lot of like pop culture. So they talk about Harry Potter and Avatar and things like that. Um, but they they go really good detail. And whenever a new Pixar movie comes out, they always go into detail about how that movie fits into the Pixar theory. And they do they do their homework. They do a really good job. So um, yeah, uh, I would recommend people take a look at that when you're done looking listening to all of our podcasts. You can go. Uh, <laughs> you have our permission. You have our permission to listen to other people. You should go back and listen to our other episodes and find our Easter eggs. We do throw uh, those little like tidbits in there. I'm kidding. We don't have any Easter eggs. But we reference other podcasts. At least that you'll notice now, but maybe in six or seven episodes there will be We have future ones in there. Yeah, we're not even that good. We're still like planning like oh. <laughs> Well, I really appreciate you guys doing all that homework. Um, it's kind of weird when you're out of school and you're like, time to do some homework. Yeah, I know. Like when we're like getting ready for this episode, I was like, oh man, I gotta actually like, I gotta put some work into this. I can't just wing. Which we've got a, next few episodes are gonna be. There's, there's some a lot of homework. Ones, there's some so homework we're, we're coming up, so look forward to some of our next episodes coming up in the coming Future weeks. Future Easter eggs, no. <laughs> but really appreciate you guys doing all that research. This stuff. The Easter eggs are all throughout, and that's what makes the movies fun, and it, it's another layer to the films to where you don't have to just watch it once. You can watch it multiple times and, and look. And you don't have to just... There are things that we didn't go over, so look online and just watch the movies and enjoy them at, an, at another level. Um, so um, that concludes this episode. Uh, just follow us on our social medias with... Um, Instagram, Facebook, leave some comments. Share the Easter eggs that we didn't share on there. Yeah, if you have ideas of future episodes, send us a message. We really listen to our followers, and, you know, we want to hear what you want to hear, so. Yes. We're people pleasers. (laughs) (laughs) Let us please you. (laughs) And with that being said, a few Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of the Matterhorn Yodelers. Please remember before your bobsled comes to a complete stop to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And remember... Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. <laughs>